The Dodgers are beginning to implode from within. Let's listen to our elites tell us how we are going to have to live, and our more companies are bowing to the trans mob. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, well, they did release that bill yesterday, and Republicans are looking at this bill to raise the debt limit, and it, it appears that it's a pretty crappy bill. Um... A lot of the things that I read to you yesterday aren't exactly true. For example, uh, I told you it raises the debt limit by four trillion. Well, apparently that's not necessarily true. It could raise it five to six trillion. There doesn't seem to be much of a limit on the debt. Other issues it has, it doesn't end student loan forgiveness. It just says that the the students need to start paying their loans off. So that isn't off the table. It doesn't cut all of the 86,000 IRS agents. It only cuts something like less than 5%. So it is a pretty crappy bill. Now, right now, a bunch of Republicans are saying they're not voting for it. Here's the the thing. I I said this yesterday. I know I was going to go over it a little more, and then I thought about it. It's stupid because I don't think it does anything anyway. So... This is a hill that they want to die on. I don't necessarily blame them for not wanting to vote for the bill. I mean, they were cheated. But this is about the best they're going to get. Let's not forget, the Democrats own the Senate. The Democrats own the presidency. There's just not a heck of a lot he's going to do. He needed to raise the debt limit. This was something that was going to happen. They were going to do it one way or the other. They got some concessions. That's good. You know, they're not raising taxes. That's good. But you didn't get everything you wanted. Well, here's the thing I've got to tell Republicans, and this is something, this is probably not a hill to die on, and I'll tell you why. This is going to be reversed. It's going to be your fault. And this bill does not handle the systemic problems that are out there in the first place. It doesn't stop the spending. It doesn't doesn't allow for more drilling to improve the economy. It raises the debt ceiling, which right off the bat is part of the problem. And we're going to end up in austerity. So even if we got everything we wanted out of this bill, it's still not going to fix the problem. So get over it. And this is the last time I'm going to talk about it because it didn't matter. Fixing the problems, the systemic problems, was not the goal of this bill. And it did none of that anyway. And there was nothing that that McCarthy was going to do that was going to fix the systemic problems because we need the House, the Senate... And the presidency to be able to do so, which, by the way, we did have at one point in the first term of the Trump presidency. And guess what? They didn't fix it then either. So I don't want to hear about how Kevin McCarthy, he should be kicked out of the uh, kicked out of the speakership or anything like that, because that's not the case here. This is he did what he thought he could do. He did what he could do. He did get concessions. He made Biden look like an asshole. Let's just move on. Okay, so a lot of culture today. I, I think we're, we may we may go long today. Um, finally, we're hearing some bitching about this Catholic hate group that the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team is going to have, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You know, not only are they going to have this hate group, uh, this is a Catholic hate group, but they're going to give them an award, which is just bizarre to me. 
Um, the Dodgers have been feeling the pressure. So they decided at first, okay, we're going to bring in a Christian faith and family day. And that'll solve our problem. They'll do that like a week and a half after this. these nuns are, are there. And guess what? That didn't work. A lot of people are saying, yeah, well, I tweeted something simple. If you have the KKK in one week and then you have Black History Day the next week, does that solve the KKK problem? No, it doesn't. And by the way, that analogy pretty much sums it up. So it's not working. Well, now the Dodgers have another problem. And this is what I've been waiting for. And I'm waiting for more. I don't think this is enough. The problem is Brad, the Dodgers themselves are beginning to bitch about this. Now, what we didn't know was the Dodgers within the organization were beginning to bitch about this. And that's why they brought in the Christian Faith and Family Day. Especially Clayton Kershaw, who is just, yeah, this isn't good. So Blake Trennan, who's a pitcher for the Dodgers, he's actually on the injured reserve. He had shoulder surgery. He released a statement, and it was scathing. Quote, I am disappointed to see that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Catholics and the Christian faith. I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform disenfranchises large community and promotes hate of Christians and people doing faith. Don't forget, Los Angeles is a Hispanic city, majority Hispanic city, majority Catholic. So this is not a good look for them. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. Well, duh. I mean, really, that's it. They want to do a Pride Day. Do a Pride Day. But, I mean, let's not get crazy. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to companies and professional sports to stay true to their brand and lead the propaganda and politics off the field. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. And in Galatians 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Man reaps what he sows. This group openly mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith. And I make it clear that I do not agree with their with nor support their decision that the Dodgers to honor, and he put that in quotes, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Then he concludes it, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. I, this is a pretty, pretty powerful statement. And what are the Dodgers going to do? Start trading players? This is what I, I don't understand. I, I, I really don't understand about the Dodger players. Mookie Betts is a devout Christian. Freddie Freeman is a devout Christian. Dave Roberts is a devout Christian. Clayton Kershaw, devout Christian. Um, Sandy Koufax, the face of the Dodgers, devout Jew. None of these guys would agree with this crap. None of them. 
why are why isn't there more pushing? Why isn't there more of this crap being pushed? I won't even go on the field. And a lot of these guys, they're already rich. It's not like they're not going to, and they're good. It's not like they're going to get kicked off the field or never see, play baseball again. These are good guys. Clayton Kershaw did say something, but it was kind of weak tea. Um, I think we are, I think we were always going to do Christian Faith Day this year, but I don't think the timing of our announcement, I think our the timing of our announcement was sped up. Picking a date and doing those different things was part of it as well. Yes, it was a response highlighting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence by the Dodgers, says Clayton Kershaw. I don't agree with making fun of people's religions. It has nothing to do with anything other than that. I just don't think that no matter what religion you are, you should make fun of somebody else's religion. So that's something I definitely don't agree with. And this has nothing to do with the LGBTQ community or pride or anything like that. This is simply a group that was making fun of religion and I don't agree with. End quote. Now, here's my thing with here's my thing with Clayton Kershaw's statement, weak tea. Weak tea. Condemn this shit. Condemn it. This is a hate group. They're not making fun of religion. It's a hate group. They hate religion. They were doing a pole dance on a cross with a effigy of Jesus Christ on the cross. A man acting like Jesus Christ was on the cross and they were doing a pole dance on it. That's not only, that's not making fun of religion. That's blasphemy. That's pissing on religion. But it isn't just Dodger players that are saying something. I mean, this is this is getting bigger. Washington Nationals pitcher Trevor Williams, who's also a really good pitcher, he doesn't give a damn what the Washington Nationals, just like Clayton Kershaw and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Dave Roberts, shouldn't worry about what the hell happens to them with the Dodgers. They're going to find a place anywhere they go. Some team will say, oh, they're against the uh, Florida, we'll take them. They're against that, no problem, we'll take them. So Trevor Williams, who is in that caliber, he said this. He released a, a rather long, also scathing statement. As a devout Catholic, I'm deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to reinvite and honor the group Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence at their Pride Night this year. A Major League Baseball game is a place where people from all walks of life should feel welcomed, something I greatly respect and support. This is the purpose of different themed nights hosted by the organization, including Pride Night, to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of over 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone undermines the values of respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by any organization. Creating an environment in which one group feels celebrated and honored at the expense of another is counterproductive and wrong. Absolutely correct. It is clear violation of the Dodgers' discrimination policy, which explicitly states that any conduct or attire at the ballpark that is deemed to be indecent or prejudiced against any particular group or religion will not be tolerated. It seems that the Dodgers have made an exception in this case doubling down on that this group, which grossly disrespects and openly mocks any traditions and beliefs that Catholics hold most dear, should be celebrated. 
I believe it is essential for the Dodgers to reconsider their association with the group and strive to create an inclusive environment that does not demean or disrespect the religious beliefs of fans or employees. I also encourage my fellow Catholics to reconsider their support for an organization that allows this type of mockery of its fans to occur. I know I am not alone in my frustration, hurt, and disappointment about the situation. As Catholics, we look to Jesus Christ and the way he was treated, and we realize that any suffering in this world unites us to him in the next. Beautiful statement. Beautiful, powerful statement, and he's absolutely correct. By the way, this is a guy who refused to wear the LGBT thing on his hat. Because he just, it's its a political thing. I'm a Catholic, I, I don't believe in it. That, it's really that simple. And guess what the guess what the Nationals did? Not a damn thing. They had him pitch. He walked out there during the middle of a game with his regular hat on. Good for him. See, here, here's the whole thing. I don't, the Dodgers are going to have to eat crow here. Yes, I know they invited him. They invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Then they disinvited him. Then they re-invited him because, of, because I don't know, seven trans people decided to give calls. They're going to have to disinvite them, and they're going to have to condemn them. That's going to be the only way to fix this. All this other crap that they're doing. They're, just like Bud Light. If Bud Light went out there and just apologized, this whole thing would be done with Bud Light. People would buy their crappy beer again, but they won't. The other question I would have is for the Major League Baseball. I don't understand why Major League Baseball didn't learn something from the NHL. 20-something players in the NHL were refused to celebrate LGBTQ whatever day about four or five months ago. And they refused to wear the practice jerseys. And by the way, those were just practice jerseys. They didn't have to wear that during the game. They refused to wear them. They refused to do it. And they basically all said, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm a, a religious. I don't believe in this. I'm not doing it. And guess what happened? Now the NHL is thinking, yeah, we're just going to cancel this thing altogether. Because we can't do that. Why don't you just reject the pride thing? And guess what? You don't read anything about the NHL now. Yeah, people throw a fit for about 48 hours. And then we've got the memories of ants in this society. So we just forget. <clears throat> baseball should get the hint and have dropped this whole thing or not even brought it up before. They should just, we're not doing this. And when someone calls and says, hey, can we do this? No, we're not doing this. Well, here's a story of, here's what all these players, and I'm really worried, all these players need to learn not to do. And what's that? Apologize. Never apologize. You did it. You did it. You added this crap. Now deal with it. Man up. Take responsibility. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher named Anthony Bass got into trouble with the Blue Jays organization. What did he do? He, he retweeted, or not retweeted because this was Instagram, but he reposted a message, a video, by a guy named Ryan Miller. Now, Ryan Miller is a Catholic. He's a Christian. He's a devout Christian. And what he was preaching here was we can't tolerate this crap from Target and from Bud Light. He didn't talk about the Dodgers specifically. 
But one of the reasons Bass did this is because Bass is going to have to deal with this. Now, I want you, I want to mind you on something. Bass didn't post dick. He didn't post anything. He just reposted something. And he got in trouble with the Blue Jays anyway. Well, this is, this is the video that uh, Bass posted. Let's listen. Why I believe Christians ought to be boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation that's pushing the things they're pushing. I think a lot of people make this into a political issue or they say, oh, what's the big deal? If, you know, is it really going to make that big of a difference if I'm shopping there or not shopping there? Here's what the Bible says. It tells us what to do as Christians in Ephesians chapter five. It says this, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them for it is shameful to even talk of the things that they do in secret. So what does that mean to take no part? Well, what's Target do? It's a business. They, they make money. They sell things and to take part in that is to take part in that God of mammon that they're serving and to take part in the darkness that they're purveying and getting out to the world and, and, and shoving into children's faces. And to take part in that is to give them your money. And I believe the Bible gives us radical precedent to say, no, we are running from that and to instead, instead expose those things to, to, to shout it to all the people that have ears to hear that this is evil. This is demonic. We won't stand for it. We're not going to go to the stores anymore, and we're not going to give them our money. We're going to let our voice be heard so that people can see the light and so that people can be pulled out of the darkness. Now, did he really say anything that controversial? Well, apparently he did, because the left is calling this terrorism. All this guy is saying, he's all this guy is saying is, hey, don't buy, don't shop at these stores. They're evil. Which, by the way, he's right. And he's quoting the Bible. He's absolutely correct. This is why I don't understand how Christians and Catholics are being so, and Jews for that matter, are being so blasé about this crap. Well, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can. It says in the Bible, don't give them the money. Which, by the way, is economic terrorism. Uh, you, oh, you're not giving these people money. No, I'm not. I'm not. So, he didn't say anything controversial. But the fact of the matter is the Blue Jays were pissed off anyway. And don't forget, the Blue Jays are in Toronto, which is Canada. Canada hates religion. So I'm sure the Blue Jays have support of the government. That's probably half the reason. They made Bass apologize. And like the sycophant he is, he did. It was just a disgusting apology. Let's listen. I recognized yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine close family members of mine and I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday and I apologize with them and as of right now I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Truly pathetic. Truly pathetic. What a coward. That's cowardice. That is nothing but pure cowardice. And I got news to you. God is looking down and just shaking his head. You big pussy is what God is saying. And I, I'm paraphrasing there. Here's the thing. Um, he's apologizing, not, not helping him. I mean, they're still calling for him to be released or traded. What's the point of apologizing? You can't win with the left. There is no forgiveness with the left. 
None. You might as well just stick to your guns and say, yeah, I wrote it. So what? And by the way, it takes courage. It takes courage to do this. This son of a bitch doesn't have any and F him. If he gets thrown off the Blue Jays and blah, 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 or he's just, I don't understand what is. Yeah, well, stop apologizing because that's what the left does. All right. Now, usually I would post, I've got a bunch of quotes here. And usually I'd post them under the title of Kamala-isms. Here's the problem. These people are in power. So their what I consider Kamala-isms is actually future policy we all have to live under. That's because they are the elites. And they say some pretty scary, stupid, but scary things. So here's one. This is this, this broad uh, yeah, it, it, her name is Fant Fatima Musa Muhammad, who graduated from City University New York Law School. And of course, she blames everything that's bad in the world on the United States, on um, racism, white supremacy, and of course, being from Yemen, that's where she's from, on Jews. And of course, she's dressed in full Islamic garb. You knew this. She sounds exactly like Ilhan Omar. Let's listen to what she had to say in her commencement speech. To recognize that the law is a manifestation of white supremacy that continues to oppress and suppress people in this nation and around the world. We join this institution... We joined this institution to be equipped with the necessary legal skills to protect our communities, to protect the organizers fighting endlessly day in and out with no accolades, no cameras, no votes, no PhD grants, working to lift the facade of legal neutrality and confront the systems of oppression that wreck violence on them. Systems of oppression created to feed an empire with a ravenous appetite for destruction and violence. Institutions created to intimidate, bully, and censor, and stifle the voices of those who resist. Okay, I got a couple of... In this of, moment... Okay, I got a couple of questions for this bitch. And she's a bitch. Let's call it what it is. First off, why are you here? If your country is so... If this country is so bad, and Yemen is so great, why don't you go back... You whore. You piece of shit. Your life is better because you're here, you fucking bitch. Go back to Yemen, where they will freaking hide your ass under a burqa and force you to marry some goat farmer. Go back. Make your country better. Instead of coming to your country, getting all of the benefits, probably invited into this country because of the horrid conditions you were living in, like Ilhan Omar was. Coming here, taking everything that this country has to offer, and then bitching and destroying it. You know, something, something I can't remember who said it, it was Matt Walsh or somebody, but it's a, this is just a parody of everything else that they said... This is the same thing they all say. We shouldn't even be surprised. I shouldn't have even had my reaction to this horrible human being. 
Because she's not saying anything different than anyone else. By the way, City uh, University New York is in trouble. They, they've been requests to actually uh, take away the $2.8 billion that they get from the government. Also, um, the Board of Trustees has called this a hate speech, has called this a, an anti-Semitic speech. Even the dean, who was clapping in the background, by the way, has condemned the speech. So let's see how that works out. Probably nothing. Here's Larry Fink, and I don't have the full clip of this video. It's only nine seconds. It's very short. But, I mean, it gets to the point. He's talking about um, how the world and society needs to be shaped by the corporations. And in this nine-second video, he basically tells the world why companies like companies like uh, and by the way he's the CEO of BlackRock one of the largest companies in the world um, why companies like Target and Bud Light and all of those companies have this influence and do the things they do because there is an ultimate goal let's listen behaviors are going to have to change and this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies uh, you have to force behaviors and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors now, a part that was cut off is one of the things he mentions is that he's in partnership with the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, they've all said that. That people, for example, this is a company that believes in what Carl Klaus Schwab said about you will own nothing and you will be happy. This is a company that is, by the way, all the money they have, yeah, it's not their money. It's the money of investors. But they have so much of it that they think they can do whatever they want. And by the way, they're not doing great right now. Even though they are the one of the largest companies in the world. They're buying all of the land in the United States, which is why they're financially hurting. Because now, of course, interest rates are up, property values are up, and, and, and suddenly they're like, oh, damn, we got all this this land and we don't like but they believe in buying up all the land certain companies owning the land and then leasing it to the rest of us in other words no ownership of property that's their goal here's another one this is jane fonda and you gotta wonder jane fonda i think i'll talk about her anyway she's basically blaming climate change on white supremacy and men white men specifically listen for me, it was the learning about the Vietnam War. And, and when I really understood what that was about, I could not, I do couldn't something. do anything except try to join the movement and to stop it. And that was where it started, because you're pretty active, even after the Well, yeah. you know, you can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the everything's connected there'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism how do you how do you get to that tell me where would they put the <laughs> where would they put the poison and the pollution they're not going to put it in bel-air they've got to find some place where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living put it there they can't fight back and that's why a big part of the climate movement now has to do with climate justice. Now, understand something. Jane Fonda is old and she's probably she's always been kind of nuts. But this is a woman who should be in prison. 
after uh, for treason, if not hung by a yardarm. She's a terrible human being. This is a woman who was clapping to the Viet, who clapping with the Viet Cong as they were shooting down American airplanes. This is a woman who was making broadcasts on North Vietnamese video uh, um, radio during the Vietnam War, telling American troops they're wrong, their government is terrible, and they should go home and not fight. This is a horrid, this is a woman whose father hated her. This is a terrible human being. Not only does not she not belong in this country, not only does she belong not only does she not belong in jail, she belongs at the end of a rope. This is a pure treasonous bitch. This is terrible. Okay, well, let's get to our next clip. You have a lot of clips, a lot of clips. Okay, here is uh, something that you knew was coming. And CBS News decided to release this little deal. And, of course, it's how the world is going to end again. And it's all going to be because of the white supremacists. So let's, <laughs> let's listen to this news story. It's actually quite funny. Homeland Security is warning of a potential troubling escalation in tactics from right-wing extremists. Catherine Herridge has more on this, and she joins us from Washington. Catherine, we understand the power grid could be a target? Good morning. According to the intelligence report obtained by CBS News, these groups have developed credible and specific plans to attack the power grid since at least 2020 as a way to disrupt the country and the ability of government to operate. The report warns extremists adhering to a range of ideologies will likely continue to plot and encourage physical attacks against power networks, which include more than 6,400 plants and nearly a half million miles of high-voltage lines. While the bulletin emphasized small-scale attacks are unlikely to cause widespread power loss, it may cause disruption to critical infrastructure like hospitals and police departments. Homeland Security noted several indicators, including online chatter. While the report does not suggest an imminent threat, the Homeland Security Secretary has warned lone wolf actors and small bands of extremists are among the greatest domestic threat because they are hard to detect, disrupt, and can mobilize quickly. Okay, uh, come on, let's, let's be honest. When was the last time you heard a white supremacist group attacked anything? Yes, and we're going to talk about this later this week. White supremacists are now black people. White supremacists are Mexicans. White supremacists are are Arabs. Yes, white supremacy is everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. But honestly, when was the last time you saw anything that had anything to do with white supremacy? And and by the way, the the electrical grid, yeah, it's in trouble. It's not in trouble. Because of, um, it's not in trouble because of white supremacists, it's in trouble because of blue policies. Look at California. Is California already getting ready to lock people down because their power grid sucks in the first place? Their power grid hasn't been upgraded in, in since the 70s. And the reason it hasn't been upgraded is because these power companies are so busy spending money on, on getting through all the red tape that California has laid down on them, that they have not been able to upgrade the power grid. And by the way, they openly admit this. 
They say this. They keep telling California this. And it's not just California. Michigan, New York. Um, uh, Michigan, New York. Massachusetts. There are tons of places, the power grid. And then now we're being encouraged by these freaking electric cars plugging those things in, sucking more of the power grid. So what's California going to do? What's Massachusetts going to do? What's New York going to do? What's Michigan going to do? Are they going to sit there when they have black rolling blackouts, which they're going to have? It's going to happen. It happens every summer. Are they going to sit back and blame white supremacists? Of course they are. That's what they do because they never take any responsibility and they think people are too stupid to understand that. And that's what the preparation is about. It's kind of like, oh, well, the next pandemic is coming. The next pandemic will come. I, I, I shit you not. The next pandemic will come beginning 2024. Can you tell me why? They've already been talking about it. And because we got an election and Joe Biden's going to lose his ass in the election. They need to fix the election. Now, I'm not saying, again, I think they fixed the election in 2020. In 2020. I do. Do I think they actually put in a bunch of fake votes? No. But they've definitely fixed the election. And they're already thinking of doing it again. You just wait. It's going to happen. Now, finally, the last clip. And this one is... This one's important because this is one where our food pr production becomes an issue. Now, mind you, the left wants us to start eating like cockroaches and shit. And so this shouldn't be a shock. But John Kerry, who is a huge WEF guy, a huge Malthusianism, Malthusianist, and a global warming guy, decided to jump on a plane a private plane, of course, fly to Europe and make say some really weird stuff about the food crisis, quote, the uh, climate crisis. And who does he blame? Food. Now, he says something really weird in this, and I wish I had, I, I could have played more of this because it's really odd. But just listen to what he says, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. And instead of being on a course to be able to hold the Earth's temperature increase to 1.5 degrees, we're actually on a course to hit around 3 degrees right now. And I say that to you folks uh, coming from some who've done analysis within the oil and gas industry itself who have come to that conclusion based on their modeling. So that's not some, you know, fly-by-night operation that is suggesting that that may be where we are headed. Now, a two-degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it doesn't work. And as is so often the case with respect to the climate crisis, we have to fight on multiple fronts simultaneously. This is the biggest organizational effort that I think we have faced, um, certainly since World War II, but perhaps ever.
So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics and mathematics and some biology and chemistry have told us these are the consequences. And we already see it happening. And almost everything they've predicted for 30 plus years now is coming true. But the problem is it's coming true faster and bigger than was in fact predicted. Okay, so did you catch that? I hope you did. John Kerry said 600,000 people would die because of the two degrees Celsius. No, he said they would die because of starvation. And he said, we can't keep producing food and worry about the climate crisis. What he basically was saying is, and maybe you caught this, let those 600,000 people go. John Kerry and most climate people are Malthusianists. And what a Malthusianism is, Bill Gates is another one. He, he really believes this. Margaret Sanger who was a eugenicist and a Malthusianist. These people actually believe that, you know, there are certain parts of the world you cannot save and you should just let them go. That's basically what he was saying right there. Not basically, that's what he was saying. He mixed words up a little bit, but that's what he said. And... That's scary stuff because these people... By the way, hey, do you think John Kerry's going to be eating cockroaches? Do you think he's going to go starving? No, he's an elite. You are the one who's going to be eating cockroaches. You are the one that is going to go hungry. You are the one who's expected not to eat bread. Not to have air conditioning. Not to have refrigeration. Not to have gas stoves. You're the one that's going to save the, the earth. Not him. He's... No, 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 no. No, that's not, that's not going to happen. This is scary shit. Because this is what these people believe. And these people are making the policies. All right, so I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to do this once a week because we just can't forget about this. So we need, we have, let's see, what day today? So tomorrow, in exactly 14 hours, 13 hours, 48 minutes, we are going to come into the holiest of holy months, Pride Month, and we need to sit back and point to all the companies that are bending the knee to the LGBTQ plus poop emoji group. And so let's talk about them. And they're coming. They're they're always coming. So Legos has decided. Legos, you know, they make the bricks for the kids. Now, I'm a huge Legos, guys. I love them. I love building them. Well, I'm going to love them a little less. So means I'm not going to be buying their shit anymore. And that's okay. I've got enough hobbies. I don't need to, to build spend $200 to $1,000 on Lego stuff. I just won't do it. Okay, so they've decided they're going to build several new or compile several new LGBTQ plus poop emoji sets. 
Now, I tried to find these sets. I actually read an article about this. I tried to find these sets. I couldn't. I couldn't find it on their website, um, which means they're probably in their stores. They're probably at Legoland. They're probably anywhere but where I'm going to be able to find them. So they already, and by the way, this isn't the first time they've done this. They've actually had a bunch of LGBTQ plus um, poop emoji sets. They had a bunch of them already, but now they've expanded it, but you can't seem to find them anywhere. Maybe that's the goal. Uh, again, more of a virtue signal than anything else. So I'm gonna, I'm going to accuse them anyway because I know they have them, but... There's one group. Uh, Levi's has released a new commercial. Um, now, by the way, them supporting the LGBTQI poop plus poop emoji group, I'm not even going to call them a community because they're really not. Um, they are have released a brand new uh, commercial. And of course, it supports them. The kicker with the Levi's they're based out of San Francisco. They're extremely left-wing. They've always been left-wing. This has never been a surprise. But, of course, they've got a lesbian woman and a trans guy in there. Awesome. The guy, of course, is wearing a dress and has long hair and, like all women, has a beard. So, let's listen to this commercial. Personal style is the most important thing. I feel a lot more freedom when I include more masculine elements into my style. I was always obsessed with the women in my life. The way that what they did was for themselves. My style has changed a whole bunch and I expect that it will continue to change probably forever. Whatever feels the most natural is what anyone should be doing. I have a pair of 501s and I just continually get patched. You can find a number to fit your body in the way that it is you want to be shown. It's an amazing time to be able to express yourself in a very personal style. It's a time where we're all really free to express ourselves how we want to. I love this crap. Whatever feels more natural should be what I'm doing. Well, I mean, you're going against nature. You're acting like a woman and you're a man. So I don't know what nat. I don't think these guys know what natural is. Anyway, I love Levi's. Don't get me wrong, I love them. But you know, here's here's a news here's a news flash. Wrangler is just as good a jean, just as comfortable. Um, and I I'll and they're cheaper. I'll just buy those. I have a couple of Levi's jackets. I'm not burning them. It, it, and they I've always known they've been like this. So you know, there's one of those groups, and, and that brings us to something else. All this boycott, boycott, boycott. No, you don't have to boycott everything. You can't. Because everyone is doing this crap. Walmart, which I shop out all the time, now has LGBTQ plus poop emojis uh, uh, stuff. I've got to shop somewhere. Now I'll just sit there and buy as little as I can. I'm just saving myself money. That's all I'm doing. Target, I'll never go back to. We'll talk about Target. They've gotten worse. We'll talk about them later. But this is the kind of crap. What you can do is just say, hey, um, I'm definitely not going to this store. 
I have to go to one of them, so I'll go to that one. I'll go to the lesser of two evils. There are products you have to buy. And what they do, okay, they do. I, I can't help it. You can't protest everything. You can't boycott everything. But you can send a message. And the message works. Target has lost, again, $11 billion in 11 days. Budweiser is down 25.7% in sales. And companies like Target, like the Dodgers, now apparently Chick-fil-A, a lot of these companies are afraid they're going to get Bud Lighted. And that has become a, that has become a, a target. It's become a word. Oh, we're going to Bud Light the hell out of those guys. Companies are afraid of this. Because the reality is money talks, bullshit walks. And that's what's happening. People are not spending their money. Oh, well, I like I just said, why am I wearing Wranglers at this moment? Because I decided not to buy Levi's. Yes, two reasons. One, they were 25% more, 50% more expensive. But the other reason is it's a company that doesn't support my values. So I bought Wranglers, which is an American company that doesn't trans anybody. So I bought them and guess what? Same jeans. Actually look better with my boots. The kicker is to scare these companies and that's enough. All right. And other companies are doing this. Uh, Kohl's is selling onesies with LGBTQ plus poop emoji pride flag on them. That's great. And, you know, because they're not targeting children or anything. So it, this includes the Baby Sonoma Community Pride Bodysuit set. Sounds phenomenal. Sells for $9.99. The description reads, Celebrate the joy that comes from living authentically and unapologetically during Pride Month and all year long as Baby Sonoma Community Pride Bodysuit with the this Baby Sonoma Community Pride Bodysuit set. And then they've got a picture on their, by the way, they got a picture on their Twitter feed that shows two men raising three children, which again, no norms. We can't have any norms. Like we can't have a father and a, a bitchy mother raising these kids. It's got to be two men now. All right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. By the way, you notice none of these companies actually put these commercials on television. They always do it via social media because television still reads, uh, reaches a majority of people. They would not dare do that. Another group that does this is, is of course, uh, all, uh, the brand Always, which sells feminine products, but we don't, apparently, they don't seem to know what feminine or women are. Uh, a group has already said they're trying to erase women and avoid using the term women or girls. So they released a pamphlet called, that's considered part of their, quote, puberty kit, end quote, containing period pads, panty liners, and crap like that. And they give this to kids. Well, there's a 22-page booklet within that says it's entitled Puberty and Confidence Guide for Everyone. Everyone, mind you. Because men can have periods when they hit puberty. 
Uh, it details female to male puberty development, but at no point mentions boys or girls, because you can't mention boys or girls. There's no such thing. Instead, it says people or persons. In one section, when it discusses the menstrual cycle of women, it says, quote, every month, bodies with female sex organs prepare for pregnancy, end quote. Wow. By the way, Gillette's still taking it in the ass when they started calling men toxic. Um, another group, I can't remember, I think it was Tampax, still taking it in the ass when they decided to give Tampax to Dylan Mulvaney. Now always falls in this group. Now, again, this just proves my point. You can't necessarily boycott everything. You're going to need feminine products. Which one are you going to get? Finally, and I know I'm going 50 minutes, but that's okay. I, I need to finish some of this stuff. Um, there's this, uh, a shop called Bippity Boppity Boutique at Disneyland. Okay, and what this is, is little girls go into the shop and they buy clothes and get made up like princesses. Well, Disneyland decided that, you know what? Men can be princesses too. So let's get men as princesses and have them help the little girls. And of course, they're really obvious about it. The guys that they have dressed up as princesses have beards and mustaches. Is that what you want your child dealing with? A little girl dealing with a guy who's wearing a dress and a beard? Is this what you want to deal with? Why would a guy want to do that? Dress in a dress and help little girls. Kind of creepy, isn't it? Well, it's grooming is what it is. By the way, each of those dresses in that store, they average about $250 per dress. There's going to be a lot more. I mean, starting tomorrow, I can't wait to go through Twitter tomorrow. It's going to be a gas. Once a week, I'll do this until the end of the month. Because you know this is going to come hot and heavy. So remember what I say. Just keep it up. Just, hey, you know what? Janie, you don't need always. Let's get the other one. Um, don't buy Bud Light. Just grab the Coors. It's right next to him. And Coors actually likes you. Legos? Let's get the Connectex. That's another one that's like Legos. Let's buy those. Levi's, eh, I know the Levi's, you know, there's $50 a pair. I'm going to buy the $25 pair of um, Wranglers. That's how we fight. That's how we win. It's just say, you know what, there are alternatives. I'll find an alternatives. Or here's something wild and crazy. Build your own alternative. Sit back and say, um, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm just going to build my own. The Daily Wire is notorious for this. They sit back. They don't like what they see in kids' TV, so they make their own kids' corp. I'm not saying everyone could do that, but you can. Black Rifle Coffee. Hey, you don't like what Starbucks is doing? Buy our coffee. We're all soldiers. We're all veterans. That's the way to go. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. <laughs>